Welcome back to the cooling rack. It's cake week. No, it's not. It's cookie week. Damn it. <laughs> also, our whole slogan is gone from there. Okay. Uh, I'm going to try this again, and I'm leaving that in there. Welcome back to the cooling rack, the podcast about the great Canadian baking show where we don't glaze over any of the bakes and there are absolutely no soggy bottoms allowed. My name is Michael. And I'm James. And it is cookie week, not cake it. week. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would be happy or I'd be perfectly fine if it was cake week twice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was not cake week, unfortunately. It was cookie week and it was a good week. There were some really cool bakes here. Like um, if you had to pick um, like kind of favorite bakes or flavors or, you know, whatever, where do cookies fall in the pantheon? So cookies come pretty high up. I would say for me, like cakes come first and then probably cookies and biscuits falls shortly after that. Yeah, I like sweet things. So that's where they would fit. Mm -hmm. How about yourself? Yeah, I think that cookies are, are quite up there, um, especially um, like... I, I do like a, a cookie with like tea, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So uh, I'm trying to think of like my favorite, if I had to pick like a favorite flavor of cookie, I would, I love a ginger molasses cookie. Mm -hmm. I love a ginger molasses cookie. Um, but, you know, I also love a digestive biscuit. Those go over well, like a nice sort of like, almost like milky digestive that is always welcome it's not too mm. sweet it's not mm -hmm. too sugary yeah get um, some mcvitties up in here <laughs> i just blasted through a whole pack of dare maple creams this week so those Ooh. are pretty high on my list right now peak free and fruit creams are also on mine also lemon cream cookies are oh exceptional. yeah exceptional <laughs> oh yeah 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 bring that home oh my god <laughs> Yeah, um, I think there's a having... Pink Friends lemon cream, I think. And that, yeah, I just, I cannot stop eating those when I do buy them. We've been having some Vortman cookies this week, some uh, raspberry turnovers. And I haven't had a Vortman cookie in a long time. And mm, that was, that was good. It's it's kind of like a soft Pink Friends fruit cream without the cream. So it's just the fruit. <laughs> so you, it's not really like you, that. <laughs> do you recall when they used to sell Vortmans like in bulk at No Frills? Uh, not No Frills. At, okay. At, uh, JV at was literally, JV was talking about that when, uh, yeah, we were, we were going through. So, uh. I do not particularly remember that because I didn't really go to like no frills, but um, uh, that wasn't like the grocery store that was that was near us. But uh, I am aware of the fact that it, it happened. <laughs> yeah, like you used to be able to walk in and then it'd be like a bin of just like open Vortmans and you would just like buy as many as you want and put it in like a bag and they would all <laughs> like break and snap. It was so weird. I don't think Bulk Barn does that anymore I, or No Frills, whichever one it I was. Think I think Bulk Barn does do that still though. Or, do or they I, still? I, I feel like I've seen cookies in like a bin and it's like, are you really getting a cookie at this point or are you just getting cookie dust? <laughs> Bring a cookie jar and fill it up. Yeah, but that's what mm -hmm. I, that's how I remember Vortman's. So I never um I never bought it because it always seemed very like um like it was just out 
it was just out everywhere. So I never bought them because I had this phobia about it. I don't know why. <laughs> well, these were uh, like separately packaged, you know, like COVID times. Nobody's got their hands on them. Like, you know, <laughs> no one's coughing on your cookies. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, OK, so why don't we just get right into it? Let's do it. Signature bake this week was a Linzer biscuit, um, which I was uh, kind of surprised with the the spelling. It's L-I-N-Z-E-R. And mm -hmm. I was literally picturing like Windsor, Linzer. Like I was just like, oh, it's just oh. an L instead. Oh, I'm not even it. from Maggie's joke. Like I just I, I I was originally thinking it was something to do with like the royal family in England and like House of Windsor. And then somehow there was like an L in front of it for this biscuit. I don't know. Maybe at some point the spellings were more similar because um, I guess I think a lot of the English sort of names were originally German anyway. And then Linzer's from Austria. It's, you know, so maybe it's something similar. But yeah, the spellings are different. However, they are freaking amazing. And I would eat so many of them. I love these freaking cookies. They are so beautiful and delicious. I love a cookie with jam. Basically, I like cookies that are sandwiches, basically. <laughs> Just give me a cookie sandwich, you know, like remember those Earl Grey shorties we had that were like oh, Earl Grey oh shortbreads with that like was... the orange cream in the middle or whatever. James, I think so about good. that all the time. I think about that all the time. Like those were so good. And whenever I look at baking now, I'm always like, mm, this is really good. But it's not like that Earl Grey shorty like that was so next level. If you would like to know what we're talking about, you can go um, look up on YouTube. We made uh, a pilot. <laughs> one oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we actually made a second one and then we couldn't use it because we, <laughs> we kept saying the wrong name <laughs> of the bakery. So we just had In to my... scrap it. So I walked by that that other bakery that I could not remember the name of properly like weeks ago when we went on like a pandemic walk and I still... I still called it the wrong name. <laughs> um, yeah. So if you would like to see part one, which is actually very put together, you can go to YouTube and look up Cooling Rack Taste Test. And hey, if maybe people really, really, really like it and we get a good response when COVID's over, maybe we'll do more. Oh, that'd be a lot of fun, actually. Be a good activity to do when, once exactly. we can like, be in person again. A good reason to get outside. So. Okay, Linzer Biscuits. Um, let's go with, uh, first up was Dominique. Yeah, she had double Linzers. Um, so Linzers with two different types of flavors. One blackberry uh, jam and the other one strawberry orange flavored. I thought that it was like a beautiful cookie. Like I thought that it... The, the jam peeked through nicely. The um, way the, the um, dusting was on top was really great. Like, I, I thought that they were really, really nice looking. But there was some feedback that the jam was not set enough. Mm -hmm. I agree. I actually thought Dominique's was quite up there in this challenge. Um, I mean, they said some of it was like underbaked. And I was like, mm, I can't see it. Um, and that the jam was delicious um, in, in many aspects. And I agree with you. Like, I feel like Dominique is a little like um, 
how should I say this? Like in Drag Race, they say, you know, people are sleeping on a queen if they're not celebrated enough. I feel like Dominique's like a little sidelined right now, but yeah. I think she delivers pretty consistently good or beautiful bakes. So um, I totally agree with you here, Michael. I thought Absolutely. I also just wrote down Aunt Sue um, because Kyle was <laughs> like, it tastes like my Aunt Sue's jam, which was a compliment. And um, yeah, but I just love that she's like, Aunt Sue. <laughs> It was fun. She would have um, an Aunt Sue, wouldn't she? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, then we had Larry. Uh, with a hazelnut and jam uh, linzer. So the feedback on this one was that they wanted to see the filling more to the edge, but that it was a really good cookie. Um, and Kylie was actually quite surprised that because of the hazelnut, that it was not more bitter. She was like pleasantly surprised. I thought that Larry did a like serviceable job here. Yeah, I think throughout the episode, he kind of does a serviceable job generally, right? Uh, I don't think that the showstopper is like, I mean, that's technically fair. the showstopper is fine, but I don't like we'll we'll get there. But yeah, that's fair. And it's hard to come down from like bread week where he was so exceptional, like every oh, yeah. single bake. So, you know, the, the standard is set quite high for Larry. Um, but yeah, a bit more filling would have been nice. You know, you always want to have a filling in every bite. Uh, especially when it comes to these sort of snacks. You know, I think that's my issue with the Vortman raspberry turnover cookies is that you just get such a small amount of the the filling where it's like, I kind of want it. I want the raspberry to be like the star of the show as opposed to mm. like the tiny like jewel dot in it. So... I get what you're saying. When I was young and I used to eat, like, sometimes even the maple creams, they're not filled to the edges. I remember when I was young, I used to, like, eat. I would bite around the edges to, like, nip <laughs> off all the spare cookie. And then yeah. I would, like, eat the center with the, the cookie and all the filling. And it would be, yeah. like, a flavor bomb. So that's probably how I would have eaten Larry's cookies. I think that's what's so fun about a Linzer, though, is that at least when it goes to the edge, it looks like you're just getting that small peak of filling. But it's actually there the whole time. You know, 100%. it's in every bite. So, yeah. Okay. Then we had Mahati with uh, the classical Linzers, which were sort of music inspired, the classical music. So it was a bunch of pianos and note shapes. I, I thought these looked fantastic yeah. like, as a concept. Wow. Really cool. Love the look. I thought it was, I thought it was great. And then they were also saying that they, um, uh, the flavors really complemented each other nicely. Yeah, and I know last week with the bread, uh, Mahati was like pretty creative a few times, and I know it didn't work out as well. Um, like that sea slug was not was not the best. Oh my god, uh, <laughs> no! But but the uh, creativity, especially with um, these cookies, these Linzer cookies, what a great job! I was like so impressed. I really wanted to eat these ones as well because I think these were one of the few ones. I get Rafa cats were there too, but um, I think they were chocolatey instead yeah. of sort of yeah. a more you know, almond cookie or something like that. So that was nice to see. Absolutely. Okay. Then we had Tanner. With his crown jewels. I just wrote, <laughs> I, I wrote queen, K-W-E-E-N in all caps. <laughs> the Yas Queen Linzers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I thought they, I actually thought that they didn't give these cookies enough of a show. On yeah. this episode, like, you know, especially with the filtering of the jam to make the jam shiny and look more like crown jewels. We didn't really get to see that much of it, in my opinion. I, I loved the shininess, like uh, uh, the shininess of 
the jam and how it really did look like jewels was was very impressive and it made me want to eat these the most out of everybody's and it's like <laughs> it was because they were shiny <laughs> you know they're like ooh, shiny things it was like no no like that was why i wanted to eat them because i kind of wanted to know what that tasted like totally and like this is no shade because like a lot of this stuff is like homemade but i want to recall the peak cream fruit cream like yes. that cream in the middle and yes. you know, there's there's sugar there's raw sugar on it but it's very shiny and it's it's a little gelatinous actually you know yeah. well i guess there's gelatin and jam but it's so shiny you want to eat it and that's sort of what it reminded me of and, exactly. and i love it yeah yeah that's exactly how i felt the only thing about his was that he did get some feedback that it wasn't quite a consistent bake um you know there were um some darker areas and and edges you know as opposed to um some other bakers so yeah, some of those crowns were, you know, a little a little knocked off, if you will. Sure, sure. Um, okay, then we had Oyaks. With the mango jam, Linzer. I wrote uh, more jam because, mm -hmm. like Larry, Oyaks was also sort of lacking the extension of the jam to the periphery that we are always looking for when it comes to Linzer. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I kind of felt like... Um, a few bakers, so we just mentioned with Tanner, the kind of slightly inconsistent baking where some areas are darker than others. I felt like Oyax um, had, uh, that was like very visible there, the the lighter, darker things. I felt like with Tanner's, it was maybe a bit more of a nitpick, whereas mm -hmm. Oyax were a little more light, dark that you could see. Mm -hmm. And then there there's one other baker that we'll get to as well, so. I was a little surprised by OEX's performance generally yeah. this week, it's even yeah. here, because like you know, uh, he's performed so well. So I was a little like, how how does it end up being so inconsistent? I guess maybe the rolling wasn't great or something like that. Different yeah. differences. That or I don't know, maybe it's just like an off week, like odd odd headspace. You know, just kind of mm. yeah. You know, every once in a while you just like get get a day like that where it's like you're on a different frequency. Mondays, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> we've been watching some kids in the hall sketches on youtube <laughs> and there's there's a series of those and they're really funny um anything else about oex no no not really okay so maggie was next oh maggie's great grandma linzers which oh my god those were like the cutest most perfect grandma cookies yeah ever yeah beautiful beautiful they were so they were so cute. They were so pretty, so pretty. And I thought that they were so technically good. A hundred percent. I think Maggie should sell these because yeah. it's actually hard to find Linzer cookies in Toronto. I don't, actually don't think that many people make them um, maybe at the market. But like those would be orderable and mm. shipped across the city. They were fantastic looking. Maggie's Leaside Linzers. <laughs> that's if she is from Lee uh, yeah I know, know I know I just like to think that she's from Leeside I feel like since I walk through that neighborhood all the time I'm always on the lookout I'm like maybe I'll see Maggie <laughs> <laughs> uh, better than Lakeshore Linzers maybe yeah 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 Leslie Leslieville Linzers yeah that would also work a lot of L's in Toronto I'm trying to think if there are any lower Jarvis <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of like, like, yeah, I, I can't think of anywhere else off the top of my head, but they were so pretty and so good. I so really like it. I, I know that this one's not like judged with like a number rank, but I would put Maggie's like either 
top or right at the very top. A hundred percent. I agree. I agree. Fantastic. Okay, then we had Sheldon. Who made mosaic linsers, and I, I assume the mosaic was sort of the blend of the dark and the lighter dough that he he used, which is technically and maybe creativity, creativity, creati creatively speaking, I can't speak tonight. Uh, really nice, but like Sheldon, Sheldon likes to do this, right? He likes to mix flavors. He likes to do things a bit more uh, different than what one would expect. You intricate know. is a word. You are yeah. Right. Um, I I also felt that these looked intricate. I, um, uh, yeah, I, I felt like they were, they were intricate, but large. He also received the feedback about more jam to the edge. I don't know what it was about these that just, they didn't look that appetizing to me, like the, the kind of color and then maybe the design played into it. And then the fact that the jam didn't pop enough, like they just, the way that the marbling worked with the white and the black almost just kind of gave it a bit of a gray feel that didn't feel like something I wanted to like put in my mouth. Yeah. When, you know, when people bring up marbling, I think about <laughs> like, you know, when you're a kid and they serve that marbled chocolate vanilla cake, yeah. right? Like the swirl. Oh, yeah. And and those swirls are pretty distinct. Like, you know where the chocolate is and you know where the, the non-chocolate cake uh, is, the white cake. But this one, you're right. It all kind of just became gray. Yeah. Um. And so it, it did look fairly muted. Um, Thank and, you, Moira. <laughs> and they were also really big. So I think that's that's part of it. It was just sort of like a really big gray thing, which is when you look at Maggie's, it's just so different, right? The yeah. contrast is real. And uh, you know how like sometimes when something's on TV, like you can't quite judge the size. Like I could tell that this was a big fucking cookie. <laughs> yeah it was like kind of like a christmas ornament almost yes I mean? like yeah, I, I could yeah. see those hanging from a tree like yes and no shade right like people bake sugar cookies and hang them on trees like i yeah. could kind of see that yeah absolutely okay and then last but not least we had rafa cat uh with vanilla sun and mocha moon cakes which made me think of pokemon, pokemon which made me think of you yes. <laughs> her and ultra sun are, and ultra moon cookies <laughs> we are recording this episode on pokemon's 25th anniversary so <laughs> it's been a fun day <laughs> i'm uh, just kidding that was yesterday <laughs> i thought these were so i know they were not as how should I say? Like, you know, Maggie's weren't particularly like intricate, but they were like really cute and warm. I mm -hmm. actually thought Rafa Cats were beautiful in a different way. Like they looked very modern to me, mm, but I absolutely. really liked the look of them. They really spoke to me. They seemed like um uh something like that like that would be uh in like a bespoke rich person's baby mobile. You know, why, like why dangling, in the baby mobile? Oh, like, oh OK. Like got the, it. the way that the, the design was like, it looked like that would yeah. be like nighttime kind of because I thought that these looked so beautiful. They kind of had like a bit of whimsy to them. Um, she also did have that inconsistent bake um, kind of with with the, the brownness on some areas more than on others. Um, but I I thought that they looked great like hers had a look that i really really enjoyed um but then the judges also did say that she was lacking some texture yeah yeah um i wrote that it sounded like they lacked a bit of oomph overall mm -hmm. if you will yeah. but you know i know there's no scoring here but for me you know i would have put these in they're they're different 
style from Maggie's, but like Maggie and Rafa Cats, just from the looks alone, because we weren't there to taste them. Those to me were like really neck and neck. But that's yeah. for me. Yeah. I said for me. Um, absolutely. <laughs> I said I felt. <laughs> Party.avi. <laughs> okay. Um, that is the signature. Now let's move on to the technical. Okay. First up in the technical, we had Maggie. Well, maybe we should say what they were making. Oh my God. <laughs> for people there. Uh, oh my God. <laughs> so for the technical. Uh, yeah. This week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so business tonight. You um, are all business. You're like, um, you're like, and this person went home. <laughs> you're like already there. <laughs> you are the weakest link. Goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh yeah. So James, um, tell me, what did they make for the technical this week? For the technical this week, they made everyone's favorite Dutch treat, the Stroop Waffle. And if you've not had a Stroop Waffle, you need to Google what a Stroopwafel is and then well, go I find some and eat some. I know what a Stroopwafel is after having watched the show oh, now. That's a very good point. But well, they, maybe not, you've they not still may not have it. tasted it. That's true. <laughs> so but I think Google, they know what it is. find your bakery and, and taste it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I've only had Stroopwafels a couple of times. Um, isn't the whole thing, too, like that um, if you have like a warm beverage, you like put it on the like... Um, uh, top of the mug and it, the steam from whatever like you know tea or whatever hot chocolate kind of rises up and warms the stroop waffle oh that makes a lot of sense i've never eaten them like that okay that's the only uh, way I, i've eaten them I, well for me they're so good that i tend to just like <laughs> like shove them in my Cookie mouth monster, like, <laughs> basically yeah. two two to three at once maybe um and then immediately stop because you know you'll 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 become like diabetic just from doing that so <laughs> yes um so yeah troop waffles now that we've said what <laughs> the technical bake was is there anything else that we need to go over no did i no. miss anything no. Okay. okay. So first up was Maggie. And um hers had some rougher edges and um the feedback was also that there it seemed like she had a tougher job kind of um first they were like guessing on the timing and then Bruno kind of just like let in for the read and was like but the recipe said a minute and a half. <laughs> I know. I know. That was and so then, funny cuz it's funny cuz with the technical like they um all like it, it's judged blind um so normally like the judges can't I, although i'm pretty sure if if you were a judge and you were there you could see a person squirming in their seat as you're like going through or you could see somebody smiling if like you're giving good feedback um but when bruno said that everybody was laughing except maggie was just kind of sitting there with like a polite smile on her face being like don't call me out like that <laughs> i feel like i saw that too and i was like if i were her i'd be like you could have told us that. <laughs> could have put it in the recipe, okay? No, and I but know that's one of the technical, recipe, but I found yeah. that so funny. Um, it was in yeah. the recipe. Was it really? Yes, that's what he said. That's why he said, I'm surprised you had difficulty with this because the timing was in the recipe. Oh, I thought he said, wasn't it in the recipe? I thought he said it was. Because all of them, I think even Tanner during when they were executing the challenge, oh, he was like, well, yeah. it doesn't say how long, so okay. you got to just watch it. 
Well, and he somehow figured out it was 90, 90 seconds. Sure. But, okay. Yeah. Well, sorry. I, I yeah, I'm not clear on on that. But um, anything about Maggie? No, I think the only thing I didn't realize about how these things are made is that you have to like cookie cutter them out, which seems obvious now. But I thought maybe somehow they always just baked into a perfect circle because, you know, when they're mass manufactured. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess maybe when they're mass manufactured, maybe they don't punch off the edges. Maybe they just like cook them in a, like a mold or something. A mold, right? Yeah. Like think of like an egg McMuffin and how they do like the egg, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> sorry, I want an egg McMuffin. <laughs> that bothered me so much as a kid. Because it was like this kind of like jelly thick egg that was like a perfect. I was like, this is not real food. Like, this is but not. There's it's no like way an this actual egg that they crack into the thing. Like I know, but just it's, it, it's it, way better than like Tim Hortons recently having their like ad campaign being like, we're doing that now where we crack an egg into a mold instead of having like a gelatinous egg paste. Like, you know, that's gross. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. It was an ad, so, you know, they've been everywhere. <laughs> um, okay, Larry was next. I wrote clean stroops because <laughs> he had a very clean, <laughs> he had a very clean cut on his stroop waffle. So I wrote clean stroops um, clean and stroops. delicious Ew. caramel. That sounds, um, sounds like somebody's been taking their Metamucil. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think he redeemed his signature with yes, this. Yes, I, I agree. His were really good. They were consistent, good texture, the nice kind of pull. Um, I seriously think when, when they get down to the actual order of judging, um, the only reason he wasn't first was that um, uh, his caramel, I think they just liked the other person's caramel more. Yeah, yeah. They didn't really comment on the flavor as intensely with yeah. Larry. Exactly. Okay, then we had Oyex. Um, who had a who I was kind of curious because it was like both a little bit crumbly and a little bit raw at the same time. And I was like, oh, that's that's interesting. Yeah, it was like um not really done was like a bit of the feedback, and then the cutouts were not um either complete or uh done supremely well which was unfortunate because again we've seen an attention to detail from oyax in the previous weeks so i do kind of wonder what went on this week is it is just like our cookies the thing that he just does not do does not have the experience with or was this just like an off day or, or you know you, you know it could be yeah not everyone bakes cookies actually it's, it's fairly specific so you could be right there michael I know myself, like, cookies are kind of annoying to bake because you often have to put the dough back in the fridge and roll it, and it's kind of annoying. Like, when you make cookies, sometimes you just, like, you want a cookie. You don't want to, like, make the dough and then let it sit for at least two hours and then bake them, you know? Then it's, like, mm. half a day has gone by before you can actually have a cookie. You know what I should have done today for Pokemon's 25th anniversary? I have Pokemon cookie cutters. I should have made some Pokemon cookies. You should have made some Poke cookies. Yeah, some Poke cookies. Cookies. <laughs> no. No. Okay. Next up we had Mahati. Um who apparently made street waffles that had a good weight to them. <laughs> this is really interesting. I mean, and I totally get it, right? You, you I, want yeah, a bit I of oomph that you to can it. feel it. Yeah. Yeah. 
but I found it really funny that was, they were like, oh, they have a good weight. <laughs> I was like, yep. I don't know how I feel if that's the first comment I heard after eating it. Like, they have some good weight to them. I'd be like, oh, crap. <laughs> but no, she did really well. So good yeah. weight and delicious caramel, apparently. Um, caramel. Uh, almost out of Legally Blonde, bend and pull. They had a good bend and pull, right? Because totally. they were bending the uh, the street waffle and pulling apart for the caramel. And they were like super into that. And then they loved the caramel. So yeah, good honor. Okay, Sheldon. A bit crisp. A bit a bit crisp. A bit of a, of crisp. A, yeah, they were dark. Of a waffle. Yeah. And, and they the were caramel like was snappy. a bit bitter. Yeah. 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 So it seems sort of like overdone on both sides, I suppose. Like the, the, the waffles were overdone and then the, the caramel was maybe burnt. I guess at that point, uh, if not fully burnt on its way to burnt on the road to burnt. Yeah. yeah. The road yeah. is on fire at that point. <laughs> I was going to say like she's opened her Google Maps and put burnt in as the destination and she's heading that way. So, yeah. OK, <laughs> Rafa Cat. So Rafa Cat got really good critique, chewy and right texture. So the comment was like there was too much caramel and it was pouring out the sides. Yeah. And I just have to say, there is no such thing as too much caramel. <laughs> this is not a problem. <laughs> All you do is you take your stroop waffle and scoop up the excess caramel and then eat it. I really don't see that as a problem. I mean, if you're looking for like technical precision and something called the technical challenge, then I would think that that would matter a little bit. But I agree. In the grand scheme of things, I... I I don't think um, that it is that big of a deal. I did just write in terms of that the caramel spillage. I just wrote Uzi Susie, you know? <laughs> so. Ain't nothing wrong with being a little Uzi. <laughs> <laughs> Susie's just Uzi. Yeah, you know? It's just the way she is. Yeah. Okay, Tanner. I just wrote crunch. Tanner had, <laughs> like Sheldon Melissa Tanner girl. got a Tanner got a little crisp yeah. <laughs> with this round. Melissa girl, pick up your face. <laughs> your face is on the phone. Soccer practice is over, and you need to pick it up. Um, I love it. I that's love a Thirty it. Rock quote um, for anyone wondering. Yeah, I I thought that um, yeah they had been done a little too long. There was um, a snap, and then with that snap, there was no stretch to the to the caramel. Yeah. So overall, a little flat, I would yeah. say, in terms of yeah. execution. And yeah. flat flavor, the judges also commented. Mm -hmm. So unfortunate. Okay. And last but not least, Dominique. So my, so the critique with Dominique was very similar to that of Rafa Katz, And I feel the same way, which is you have delicious caramel. So who cares if there's too much of it? <laughs> You've learned it here first, folks. James loves caramel. Like it's I don't I don't like those like caramel um like chews from from like Halloween. Those are too much for me, along yeah. with like the malt chews. But like if there's I always feel like Stroop waffles don't have enough caramel in them. So if there's a bit put pouring out, I'm like, sign me up. Yeah. Um, I agree with you about the Halloween chews. Like I uh, they mm -mm. I, I, I mm -hmm. love the idea of them. I kind of wish that they were even smaller because I feel like if they were smaller, then I could deal with that much. But like, it just feels like it's pulling out my fillings, you know? Oh, essentially, you always feel like all your teeth are going to get yanked out of your face. Yeah, you exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Dominique's had good caramel and a good wafer. So good feedback.
Mm-hmm. Okay, let's do the order. So in eighth place was Sheldon. In seventh was Tanner. Sixth was Maggie. Oyax placed fifth. Fourth was Rafikat. Dominique was third. Larry was second, and only by a hair, the judges said. Yes, and that hair made Mahati's street waffles weighty enough to carry her <laughs> <laughs> to first. <laughs> I think her caramel was what did it, though. No, I agree. Um, one thing, so I did actually have one thing to note. So I, this summer, I think it was the summer or this autumn or something like that, I had Flemish waffles for the first time, which are very similar to Stroop waffles, but I ate one with brown sugar and rum in between the waffles. That sounds so good. So there is a bakery called Fred's Marvels, but it's it's in French, so it's Mavio Fred. Um, and that's at Queen and Soho, I think it is. Anyways, go there and try these Flemish waffles. They are some of the most amazing things I've ever eaten. Yeah, I believe it. Um, we were talking earlier before we were started recording about um, Stroop waffles and the odd process of how you have to cut them in half. And how yeah. like it kind of is such an odd thing to have to do. Like, instead of just like, oh, why don't you just like make two of them like cut them in half and then like glue them back together <laughs> it's like or why not like just make one and then just put the caramel on top or like fold them in half so it's like mm. a little taco or something you know yeah but um apparently in you know 1782 or whenever they, <laughs> these were made in the netherlands like uh they had a lot of time and they wanted to find a way to use that time so Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What else are you gonna do? Exactly. Stare at the stare at the ocean. The tulips, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that is the technical. Wonderful. The showstopper this week was a family portrait, family being defined however you'd like to define it, from biological to chosen to fan favorite. <laughs> Family portrait. <laughs> fan favorite. <laughs> um, but a Can family I just portrait. still say about that moment <laughs> that I, like, say what you will about Valentino, but I feel like that was, like, one of the rudest things for, like, someone to, like, win something and then to have it, like, taken away where they're all just like, well... Does congenial really mean fan favorite? <laughs> like, you know, I just feel like that was the rudest thing where, like, again, even if Valentina is um, picky or rude or whatever, diva-ish, um, like, it was it was rude to usurp that moment to almost, like, call her out and then be like, <laughs> as not the people in charge of this, to be like, well, we're just going to call it fan favorite. Work fan favorite. Like, too much. I think... For having smiled through that moment, she deserved the miscongeniality. I would have exactly, and that's when the title should have flipped back over. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was just referring to fan favorite. I think like Alan was saying that his family is the Toronto Raptors for winning because yeah. he's yeah. such a mega fan. But it, it because I'm because I'm a flaming homosexual. I have to go back to Drag Race with all my references. <laughs> exactly, I must. We must. You know, we must. If. We must. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, it was a family portrait made of cookies, and it had to have royal icing and at least two different types of cookies, but it could be a 2D structure or a 3D structure. And 
some people uh, succeeded more than others in, you know, kind of their move to 3D versus 2D. Like, I, I kind of felt like keeping yeah. it 2D actually worked a little better for most people. Uh, I agree. Uh, like many things in life, the move from 2D to 3D can be a little bit challenging. What I did appreciate about this challenge in particular were, um, was like how some people went very literal and they're like, this is my favorite family moment. And then other people went a little bit sentimental and a little bit more like maybe like metaphor and imagery. I really enjoyed that breath this week. It was really cool. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay, so first up, we had Maggie. With her holiday farmhouse cookie structure. So I thought, like, the sweaters were cute, and um, I I thought that, like, it looked good. I, I don't... She received, like, really good compliments on kind of the way that it was, like, iced and everything. And again, I'm not somebody with these technical icing skills. And I felt like the way that the technical skills are used to make those sweaters and some of that detail was really good. And actually, like, the farmhouse, which they didn't show very much in the background in, like, the far right corner where there was, like, a little fireplace was all really good. I kind of feel like, and this is probably just a difficulty with trying to ice detailed features on cookies but and this isn't just maggie this is kind of like across the board if there was a face involved i kind of was always like okay i mean it's a face but it wasn't like the detail here is exquisite i i know what you're saying everyone seemed to have challenges with some piping faces this week yeah. i think if i were there to avoid this i would have baked a uh, a portrait of a family Zoom call where everyone was wearing masks, so you only had to you only had to put the eyes on. And be like, this is my favorite family memory in the last three months. Um, that would have been my workaround. Or I would have gone Dominique's route and been like, pets. Totally. Actually, Dominique's faces were really good. Yeah, she like they were sort of cartoony job. and like caricature-ish sort of interpretations. I mm. really liked it. Yeah. But um, we're talking about Maggie, so get back to it. Jeez. <laughs> I did I did think it was beautiful. I, I really did. I, I did enjoy the sweaters. Like, I really, yeah. really enjoyed all the detail that went into the sweaters. Um, the trees, I actually thought, were also really well done. Yeah, really nice. Yeah, so, the, and the backgrounds. Like, I, I thought that there was a lot of technical skill here. Um, it was... Yeah, just um, I didn't think that the faces worked as well. But her cookies themselves, the molasses orange cookie, received really good praise um, from Bruno and Kyla. And then they said that um, just in general, all of her flavors tied in well, especially with kind of the scape that she was going for. Mm -hmm. I would say that Maggie's, and I mean this in a in, in a very good way, it seemed the most like ready to eat. Like it seemed like the the the, the one cookie sculpture that was both nice to look at but then yeah. also it was very inviting to start eating yeah. whereas some others were i would say a little intimidating <laughs> to dig into i'd be like can i can i eat that or, yeah you know? absolutely absolutely it looked like they were all ready ready to go right just like pick one off right and and just like get to get to crack and um okay so we were talking about dominique now it's dominique's turn dominique made a cozy home cookie sculpture i love this for so many reasons because it's so dominique like it's so mm -hmm. dominique and i loved the cats i <laughs> loved the cats like those were so detailed so cute i thought those faces were really terrific yeah. i agree i couldn't stop giggling at all the cats like when she was piping the cats i was like oh my god 
I love these cats. I want yeah. to see more of these cats. The Cole Cookie sculpture should have just been a cat. It should have been like 70 cats just like overlapping, <laughs> just like as a giant tapestry. I would have absolutely loved that. Like a Where's Waldo? And you have to find her face amidst all the cats. Oh, yes. Love that. That's such a good one. Um, but the she did receive some feedback that um, there was kind of... It, her gingerbread was a bit flat in flavor um but uh then the she had like a sparkling wine um cookie as well and that that can kind of make it too sweet and it was just like an overly sweet lacking in that flavor cookie so yeah and then so overall i guess you get a very weird like so maggie's you know we said that all her flavors flowed this one was like it's either too bland or the sable was like <laughs> too sugary so yeah a little difficult okay then on the we palette have... yes then we had larry family meal cookie structure sculpture now of everyone i think larry got the least amount of screen time here for for this like they literally were just like this is too restrained for a showstopper next like you know it was it was not a lot of time for critique and i do agree with that critique that it just it didn't say showstopper to me like at all yeah i know like earlier on in the episode um they did ask larry you know they do ask larry if you know he's used to piping and he said not really he never does it so they gave him good kudos for for trying and putting his best foot forward but it i you know i i understand the the comment about it being you know not the most ambitious um because i think it's the one sculpture where it's it's interesting because it's a family around a table yeah. and so all the detail is facing inwards to the table oh good point but then when you look at it when it's being filmed it's all from the outside and it's really just the back of gingerbread yeah so you don't really get to see a lot of detail from the outside if, if you know what i mean you need to make your showstopper like a stage play it needs to be facing out toward the audience don't turn your back to the audience you know Exactly. So um, it should be a family dinner where everyone's mad at each other. So they're all facing out and not talking to each other. <laughs> I kind of felt like the the thing that that let this one down a little bit was that the um, people in the way kind of the chairs were, were structured, it felt a kind of a little um, board game pieces, mm. you know, um, mm-hmm. as opposed to more uh, like person shaped um cookies and, and everything it all just seemed very square and rectangular yeah yeah i hear what you're saying it's like it's like a guess who yes yeah yeah exactly oh that would have been fun i made cookie <gasps> guess who with all of those faces that would be great problem solved yeah there you go okay then we had rafa cat with the knock knock giggles cookie sculpture and that makes me laugh because that name is is that, that title is hilarious <laughs> the knock knock giggles yeah um, and it was just, it was, it was unfinished. There were rough edges. She was, she was upset by, uh, the fact that she hadn't finished, you know, not like crazy visibly upset. Like she wasn't like crying or anything, but you could tell that that would bother anybody not being able to finish the bake in the amount of time that they had. Yeah. This was the moment where it was sort of like Rafa cat, you and danger girl, you know, one of those things, yeah. but the macarons that she was able to make for the roof that was just simply not attached. Um, you know, it shows some technical prowess there. So that even even if Larry's was finished, like if we're comparing here, I would say like 
you see the potential in Rafa Cats, whereas in Larry's it was like done, but you know, it didn't have some of those additional um maybe details that you saw Rafa Cat trying to bring into her sculpture. Absolutely. I yeah, couldn't couldn't have said it better. Uh okay, so then we had Mahati. Uh who had a Diwali um cookie sculpture, which was just as bright as the light that Diwali is trying to celebrate or celebrates rather. What a wonderful uh, cookie sculpture. Yeah, the color and details on her was really good. Um, They said it was cooked to perfection. And then I wrote, cashew shortbread? Like, that's a crazy (laughs) flavor. I would love to try that. I all I thought was like that's probably the most calorically dense type of biscuit that there is. It's like <laughs> butter and cashews, which is like really yes. calorically intense. Yes, yes. Um, but must be delicious as a yeah. result. Yeah. Ugh. I love cashews and and like you know when like you just have like a mouthful of cashews, you're really like chomping on them, and it you can picture the way that that could translate into a buttery shortbread. Like I can, I would love to try that. I'd love to. Totally. I feel like this week I saw a brightness and energy and creativity to Mahati that like, you know, we talked about last week was there with bread, but definitely this week with the cookies, I think she really found her groove. It was so nice to see like her, her, her joy Mm. and how happy she was and excited um, to create this because it was really, it was really fantastic. This one, like just the colors even, right. She did a lot of work. Yeah, the only thing that that you and I, it took us a moment to realize was that um, in the kind of family set of sculptures, we were like, why is her dad frowning? And then we were like, oh, that's a mustache. Like, you know, because nobody else, none of the other cookie sculptures had mouths. So then I was kind of like, oh, that's not a mouth. That's a mustache. You know, that took me a moment. So, Well, as we said, everyone struggled with the faces a little bit this week. Yeah, just a a little. Um, Okay, Tanner. A postcard from Niagara Falls cookie uh, sculpture, which I have to say, I've bought so many of these and have sent them to so many of my family members overseas. This postcard is like an Ontario rite of passage or something. (laughs) It's like seared into my mind. Really? I have never bought a Niagara Falls postcard. (laughs) Oh, no? no? Well, so like, I know most of your family's in the States, so I guess like maybe it's not that big of a deal. But for like my family members in like, in Asia or even in like Australia, they're like, oh, there's these falls and like everyone talks about these falls. So we're like, okay. And every time they visit, I've gone to Niagara Falls more times than I've gone to like, I don't know, like Vaughn Mills Outlet Mall or whatever. I don't know well, why that's okay. comparison. Like, I've gone there yeah, a let's... lot. Like I always have to go there. It's, it's yeah. See, I think yeah. I've only been to Niagara Falls like once or twice, like really not, not much. And, um, I think both of those times really were more um, around uh, uh, like, you know, growing up in like a summer camp thing. And then mm-hmm. like the the day trip was like made of the mist or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I haven't been in a long time, but um, let's get to Tanner's Bake about it. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought the foam was amazing. Yeah, the foam so was So the great. foam was fantastic and it had like, it almost looked like there was like lights in it. It was kind of Yeah, it yeah, yeah. Wild. It was like um, uh, some sort of like metallic-y swirls. Mm-hmm. Luminescent. Oh, Illumina phenomenon. <laughs> yeah. Um, Are you going to play that? <laughs> <laughs> I kind of felt, okay, so um, I felt like, so we've talked about um, 
face piping and everything. And then Tanner's actually just kind of lacked any kind of face piping, which I also... I, I'm I'm being kind of Goldilocks here where it's like, this is too much, this is too little, but like I did kind of feel like on a postcard like that, that that was the that and the way that Niagara Falls was spelled out was um like it it wasn't messy, but those were the only two kind of things I would have improved on Tanner's because I really liked it. And then they were talking about the peach flavor and how that was good. And oh my god, I love me some peach, so I, I really liked what this would have tasted like. Yeah, it was really impressive how he managed to work those flavors, I guess, of like Fruitlands, you know, Niagara yeah. region yep. into the into the postcard. So that that's really that was really nice to hear. But yeah, peach. I don't think I've often had peach flavored biscuits. So that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, there was that peach thing that we had in that cooling rack taste test. That was like biscuit esque, wasn't it? Yeah, that was almost that was pastry, a biscuit, wasn't it? No, 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 because no, that was we did a it was like cookie episode to tie in with like biscuit week. Really? Yeah. It was just like a weird remember. kind of biscuit. But yeah, yeah, it was a biscuit. Yeah. Go watch that on YouTube, please. <laughs> uh okay, then we had OYAX. Uh with um Dad's Library cookie sculpture, which is really ambitious. Mm-hmm. I thought that the silhouette of um, I guess it would have been like his dad and him or, or, or one that silhouette was beautiful that was like crazy detailed that was really really good um i kind of felt like aside from that though this this bake like really let oex down and it, it was unfortunate you know it was kind of it was messy in some parts there was some raw dough um so it was uh just kind of it was like a hard bake for somebody who seemed very technically proficient, very um, attention to detail. This was, um, it, it was like a bit shocking. Yeah, I agree. I, I was, I was kind of curious if they hold you to account for the type of sculpture you intend to do. Cause part of me was thinking, you know, that, that piping for that silhouette was so good. You can you just like cut off one of the books, <laughs> you know, and just like reshape it and then yeah. and then try to tie it up a little bit. Yeah, I'm I don't know. Yeah, I I would kind of be curious about what happened during that because like the fondant was also kind of falling off. So, yeah, uh, yeah it could have just been a little overly ambitious for the time. Yeah. Um, But they did say that his sugar cookie was good. So, mm-hmm. OK, Um, Sheldon, last. But not least. With his immigration story, Cookie Sculpture. Adorable. I thought it was so cute. I love the little panda. I, I love the that little panda. Oh, my God. Um, I still am not sure what the dome was. Like, I, <laughs> I don't know if that's like Science World. I thought it was Epcot for a second. <laughs> so I still don't know my Vancouver landmarks that well. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know that good old Vancouver Epcot. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, at first, that's why I was like, wait, no, obviously it's not Epcot. So then I was like, what is it? I don't know. Um, so, yeah, I thought that it was great. I thought it was like really vibrant. You don't normally see colors that bright in bakes. Um, and I thought that it was really good. I loved the macaroons. Mm-hmm. I loved the look of those. I love to taste those. Um the bamboo was really great. Like I thought it was great. And he had the best piping and the best faces of 
anybody hands down like that fanny pack on his mom was great the faces were great there was like kind of detail and almost expression to it all um but like did Sheldon have a shaved head or like was he bald as like a kid too because <laughs> he also had himself just like without hair hair so it just kind of made me laugh it was like is this adult Sheldon being aged down to kid Sheldon well, at least you know which one, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll know that's him yeah. <laughs> on, in the sculpture. Yeah. 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 Um, did you have anything else to add about his? Um, no, not, not too much, except that he almost burnt down the kitchen by like melting a cookie scraper in the oven. <laughs> okay. Did you know, like, at, you know, at the beginning they do the like this time on, right. And they show that I was just like, why is there icing in the- <laughs> <laughs> in the the oven and then when it came time i was like you just like melted in there oh my god it's also funny because like it was on the top rack melting downs and it's not like he put anything at the top rack so it's like he totally just like placed something there and forgot about it <laughs> uh so i wonder how they got through that whole process because like you'd have to clean the oven right like did they just wheel another oven in or something or like they probably just gave him another spare station. I guess, yeah. From one of the eliminated bakers. Probably. Or something like that. Yeah. 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 Weird. Okay. And that is the showstopper. So, um, yeah, I guess it's it's that time of the week where we, you know, well, you already know, you're listening to this. Um, who went home? Oyax went home. He had a really bad week. Yeah. Despite everything else he's done in previous weeks, it was just not a good week. I felt like the elimination was shocking in the overall scheme of the competition and what we've seen so far from all of the bakers and what they've delivered. This was like shocking that Oyax went home, but based on the actual week and what was presented, it like it made the most sense you know i was wondering if rafa cup might maybe go home especially halfway through or or um prior to seeing oyak's showstopper uh when she was like i i didn't get to finish i thought okay well uh, that's unfortunate but that that's it like you, you you didn't finish but um yeah this was this was um a surprise to me yeah i guess arguably oyak's wasn't it wasn't done either because it was not yeah. baked through. So yeah. I guess one could say that. But yeah, no, overall it was it was it was quite shocking. Um but you know when I recap like when we just talk through everything, I can I totally see it. And it was mm-hmm. sort of like a surprise with Anjali last week as well, right? Yeah. So in a season where as we've said before, the talent this season and this is not to be mean to the other seasons, but the talent this season is exceptional. And so when you have a bad week, it's really apparent and then yeah, I guess you yeah. go home. Um, but Star Baker was Mahati. Ooh, super deserved it. Yeah. Because she did so well this week and her creativity shone through and there was less um self doubt, I think, this week. And so totally. I'm really glad she was rewarded for that. It kind of felt like she enjoyed herself in the tent this week, whereas last week it was like, um, I'm frightened to be here. You know, bread's not everyone's thing. Yep. It's like, I think a lot of people, when they get into baking, they don't really think about bread. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, really. Right? Yeah. 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 Y- you think of bread as, like, cooking, not baking. I don't know. You no, know what I, totally, I mean. I totally agree with you. That's exactly how I think of it. Even though, yes, you do bake bread, but still. Um, Most 
most people get into baking for the confection, not the, you know, make yeah. like a piece of dough. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, so let's review our baking brackets. I did terribly because last week I said that, I think I thought that Oyax was going to win last, this week, based off last week. <laughs> I was wrong. Yep. That was a totally a curse. Um, and then I said Sheldon was going to be in fifth, and that was also very wrong. Wait, did you? I said Sheldon was going to be in fifth. Didn't we both say Sheldon was going to be in fifth? Or did we not allow for that? We didn't allow we for go that. Back and listen. I thought you said Oyax was going to be in fifth. Who did I say was going to be Star Baker then? Hold up. Hold up. No. Unless I wrote something else. We're going to have to go back and listen to it. Cool. And this audio will just live like this. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'll, all I know is that I wasn't right yeah. in any way. Okay. So next week is Italy week. And I love that as a week. Like, because I think that there's so many things that it can mean, you know, like there's mm -hmm. so many different types of things that can be baked that are like Italian that we're going to see stuff like kind of all all over the place. It's not just like, you know, bread week or whatever. And 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 that's great. And cookie week, like th those are all great. But I love that this is going to be like three really different challenges. You're right. I think we saw even in the preview, there was definitely some sponge going on and then there was pastry going on. So it's really going to um, stretch the bakers, I think, mm -hmm. and put a lot of pressure on them. Okay, so now that we know that it's Italian week, who do you think is coming in fourth in the technical? I think Rafa Cat may come fourth in the technical next week. Okay. I think Mahati. Mm. Yep, going to write that down. Okay, and then who do you think is going to be Star Baker next week? I think Tanner may take it next week. Okay, I think Larry. Hmm. Um... Until we then, like, find out that, um, you know, Maggie is married to, like, an Italian guy or something like that and, like, bakes Italian stuff all the time. Because um, that I could, I could really see Maggie also doing really well next week. So Definitely. Yeah. She really, she really performed this week. So mm -hmm. I can see why. Cool. So that's that. Please let us know if you've got your your baking bracket, how you're doing along so far. Give our YouTube video. It's a year and a bit old. It's, I guess it's like two <laughs> years old because that was 2019. Um, give that a watch. Learn what we were talking about with those shorties. And um, yeah, other than that, please interact with us on <laughs> Sorry, that sounds like please interact with us. Uh, Follow us on uh, Instagram at GCBS Podcast and on Twitter at GCBS Podcast. James, anything you want to add? No, I think this was a great week and I'm looking forward to either the exceptional performance next week or the potential cluster storm. <laughs> that will be <laughs> Italian week. Yes, we will find out soon. Until next time. Bye. Bye. The Cooling Rack is a Messenger Bag Media podcast. For more on how Messenger Bag Media could be your business's one-stop media shop, visit messengerbagmedia.ca.